I thank you for this word, God, birthed this morning, Lord. Father, let the spirit of wisdom and revelation come. Father God, let your fire come. Father, let your knowledge come. Father God, expand our hearts, expand our, our vision, open our eyes to see, lead, us, lead our steps, Father God, as you have ordained before time, Father God. We are predestined to have our steps ordered by the Lord. Father, I thank you for that. We are predestined to have our steps ordered by the Lord, Father God. Let us know in your word, Father God. Reveal it. Open it up to us today, Father God. Speak to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Today's message is called, The Will of... And a question mark. Some of us, we think... A lot of times, God's will should be our will. And God started to, to um, speak to my heart during the week and later in the week and about how we can turn our will into His will and then start believing it is His will. Because sometimes we, that's what we've been going on a lot of times when we read something in the Bible, we'll just have faith for that right now and it might not even be God's will because it's, log- it's Logos, it's not Rhema. God, can, God told... Abraham to go into a, a place where he, where, um, that he won't know. And we could read that and keep going all over the place. We have to hear him for ourselves. And in this, we're going to, this message, I don't believe it'll be too long, but it'll, I'm going to try to show you how we can have to be in the will of God and how we can, we have our will, his will, and, and those two wills will collide. Even though it is written, doesn't mean it's, your will right now. And what ends up happening is it starts to shipwreck people's faith. When we start in faith, we want to believe for it and it can become... When, okay, when, when we start something in our own faith and we start to believe it, it can become a stumbling block for us. We think we know what God wants for me. Well, He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have money. He wants us to not be sick. He wants us to, and all those things we can read in the Bible. And it's not His will for us to get sick. But we know that it's not His will to heal everybody. So how do we figure that out? What do you mean it's not His will? Well, put it this way. If it was His will, He could do it, and, but He wouldn't get glory. He could heal this whole world by one blow of His breath. He can blow the devil. He can change. But He said He can't do not. He can't. He already put Himself in a situation where he's bound to his word but also the letter is dead so until he breathes on something in your life or uses the word in faith you can end up starting to manipulate and make God, prostitute pimp God in your life and think that he's your and, and make him your puppet and that doesn't work and a lot of people do that according to the word of God and it's like why would it be God's will that my my, it wasn't his will that man sinned, but he knew they would sin. So it wasn't his will that your grandchild or your son became a drug addict because we have free will. So when we end up trying to say because we want something in our life and now we have the favor of God, we start to want to try to direct God's will to do something that's really our will, but it's in the Word of God, such as, some of these scripture, scriptures I'm going to read. So it's like, 
God, and you can have prophecies, but there's never a timing on prophecies. The prophecies, God's going to open up the window. You're going to have such blessings and prosperity. That could be 20 years down the road. So in two years, you're believing for it, and all of a sudden, uh, this happens, and, and something else happens, and then this check you're expecting to get doesn't come, but you took that word, and so you started putting faith in that, instead of really asking God, or just letting... Because if he prophesied it, it's going to happen anyway. You don't even have to have faith for it if God's already said it for you personally. So what ends up happening is we end up activating um, 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 premature faith. And it gets, ends up um, being aborted. Or it does never gets born because it was premature faith. It didn't come to the full term of what God says. So you can actually take a word or something from God and then start manipulating it according to the Scripture. That's what many do in prosperity. That's why people in the prosperity uh, um, gospel teaching, which is not, a, not really the gospel at all, get people to start doing things and some of it's hit and miss because then they'll get the people that it's hitting and get more faith than other people and then all of a sudden... But if you go away and interview everybody, there's only a few people that are actually getting the word for that. But many people are being activated. Then all of a sudden, you're, there are things that are happening is you're, you're sowing into kingdom laws, so you're reaping, so eventually you're gonna. But it's not for now. But you can say, now, this is happening. Well, they were fishing all night, but when Jesus said, throw it on the other side, it was His will for them to catch fish then. Th that, and they got, they got it. So let's read this. So, I know God wants me, we always said. Yeah, we know He wants us happy. <coughs> but it's not His will for us to be sad. But how many know we're sad all the time? So if we have faith that we'll never get sad, and we get sad, do we lose our faith? So nobody believes it's God's will for us to suffer, but the Bible also says that we will suffer. So how do we, how do, we do this? It's in relationship, and it's in us just picking up our cross and walking things out. And when He puts faith in us, then we know that it's His will. We can't have faith in something because everybody's having faith. Well, the mother doesn't like the daughter-in-law. But the daughter-in-law's, the, daughter the mother doesn't like the daughter-in-law, but the, 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 the son's father-in-law in law like him. So... You have the mother-in-law believing in faith that the marriage is going to be ruined. And you have the other side praying all the blessings. What's happening? Word wars again. You're, you're, you got, and God just doesn't even pay attention to it. Because we want what we want. So a lot of times we want try to use God for our own gain, our own, own, and we begin to try to manipulate the gospel or the word of God for, for ourselves. So turned into false faith. False faith. When you truly know His will, then that is the only, only time our faith can produce the fruit of what we are believing. Because you can take something, well, um, my, I know God wants my children saved. So you drag them to church and you believe all week they're coming to visit, they're going to come this Sunday. It's, well, I'm not even going to say that word because we shouldn't even be recognizing that. It's, the Resurrection Sunday, I'll use that. And, and all week, you're, faith, you're fasting all night, and you come there, I have faith! And then nothing happens. Do you 
say God didn't want it, or maybe it's not going to happen now, but maybe later. So do you stop trusting God, or do you think that maybe you want it to happen now because it says it in the Word, or that you want it now because you something's happening, but whatever God wants done will, will be done. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're to pray that, but sometimes we got to understand His kingdom must come first for His will to be done. So if you're not in His kingdom and doing the right things and you want to try to move His will, you're not going to have nothing. Let's go to 1 John 11, 1-45. I'm just going to read this whole thing about Let's just see how, even with, with Lazarus, how, how, how this kind of came about. Now a certain man was sick, his name was Lazarus, in the Bethany town of Mary and his sister Martha, the one that, Je that anointed Jesus. I'm just going to start skipping out because some parts we don't. And, and Lazarus, and, and whose brother Lazarus was sick. He was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him. So Lazarus sick, it was their will for, for Jesus to come and heal them. But how many know that Jesus first had to see if the Father was doing it. Because if the Father wasn't doing it, Jesus wouldn't have wasted his time and went. And then we're going to see in this a little bit how they already wanted to dictate their faith because they were believing maybe he'd come earlier and if he came earlier then it would have been done. So they already canceled out their faith because he didn't come on time in their own mind. But God's timing is always on time. Yeah. So, let's read it. When Jesus heard that, he said, "This sickness is," and then Jesus said, "This sickness is not unto death." When Jesus heard that, he said, "So he heard that he's only sick at this point," and he said, "This sickness is not unto death." But what ended up happening? They didn't really believe what he said, because they didn't really have faith in what he said. They were their faith was going in what they were going to see, and when they seen when they saw him die, their faith died with it, instead of believing what he really said, as he said it. Not just what they read in the Bible, because they weren't even reading the Bible back then with them. Like that New Testament um, books of Acts kind of things. So they weren't believing what they, they're, they're, they were believing, but when, they, when the way they thought it would happen died out, then their faith died out too. But Jesus was faithful to do what he was supposed to do anyway. Right? So let's see. So. And he said, Behold, he whom thou loveth is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This is not a sickness unto death, but for the glory of God. This, so then the Son of God that might be then that the Son of God might be glorified. Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister Laz and, 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 and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. So, he didn't run to them and all of a sudden, now they're getting mad because he said it's not unto death. And they're like, well then why are you letting him suffer? Why? Because maybe him suffering is going to give God more glory. So is this world about us? Is the gospel about us? Or Jesus didn't get run there because he said if he didn't get there before he died, he's going to die. He knows if he died anyway that he's going to raise from the dead because he heard the Father say that it's not a sickness unto death. And did Jesus want her to suffer? No, but Jesus had to, had to be led by the Spirit 
and, and, and go in the, in the timing of God. But Jesus knew he wouldn't die. Jesus never said he might not, he might be, be sick a few, he didn't say that he wouldn't be sick a few more days. So, when he had heard this before he was sick, he abode two more days in the same place where he was. Then after that said to his disciples, let us go into Judea. And his disciples went to the masters and the Jews and late and sought to stone thee. And goeth thou hither again. And Jesus answered, Are not twelve hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he will not stumble, because there is that if you walk in the day, he will not stumble, because there is no light in him. There is no light in him. These things said he. And after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. So Jesus already knew. God had already showed him what was going to happen. Then his said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. How but Jesus spoke of his death. Nobody had even told him yet that he, he got word that he was sick and he hung out a few more days. So Jesus waited for him to die. He'd be like, rush, run. People call all the time. Run to the hospital. And like, you're like taking time. It's like, oh, they, they, the people say, oh, they don't really have love. They're not laying down their life because I'm not moving in your fear and I'm not moving in your faith. I'm going to move by the Spirit. And that's why they hated Him so much. Religious people always want you to move in their timing and, and the way they want to do it and when they want to do it. If, they, if you don't do it, they think there's something wrong with you or you're not really saved or believing. So what ends up happening is religious people run all around the place like they're chicken with their heads cut off for every need and those that are led by the Spirit God say, don't worry, you don't have to go there. I'm going to, I'm going to heal them anyway. Save your gas money. Save your time. Whatever. But religious people, they'll have to send a prayer, line, a prayer thing out to everyone just because somebody's sick. And then you're like, oh my God, another prayer, another prayer chain. And you're like, prayer chains, prayer chains. Is God leading them or not? Is God going to heal them or not? It isn't about, God's not waiting for 10,792 people to come in agreement and He said, then I'm going to push the healing button. No. So we have, to, we have to be set free from these things to really walk in the kingdom and really understand the mind of Christ. And that's why a lot of people start getting angry at this because we don't wait. And then they'll be like, because there's only, Jesus just said, there's 12 hours in a day. Don't tell me what I'm going to do in my day when I know I only have 12 hours in the day. And that's why people in religion get so weared down. And, they're, they're, and then like that. We're the healing in Brazil. We didn't freak out. Oh my God, she's in a coma. I didn't say in Brazil, was it two weeks ago we were? Oh my God, load up the cars. We need to go lay hands on them. Because, you know, Jesus went and laid hands on them. The Bible says in James 4, you know, that they get grabbed of the elders and everyone lay hands. So that's what we do every single time. Jesus didn't do that ever. He didn't gather anybody when he was walking. You know, a lot of things said, said even in the Bible, they did that because they're in the church settings. But, we weren't led to do that. We were led to give the cloth, put the oil on it, pray for it, send it on its way, and once they gave it to the girl, the girl woke up out of the coma. That's how God wanted to do it. But religion will say, but we, let's just go with the cloth and we'll leave it with it. And the already their faith is that they're not the Do you see how it is? And this is how we live in this religious system. And maybe she's supposed to stay in the coma. Oh my God, how could that be God's will? Because if he wanted her to wake, he'd awake her. He's God. We're not. 
Religion thinks that we have so much to do for that. That's why we're supposed to pray the perfect will of God. Not our will to be done and not what we think people want or just because um, this person is such an agony that this thing is not happening or her child's not saved yet. So what we start to do is we drag them to every meeting and push people instead of trusting God. Because when we trust Him, then we walk in real faith. So it, see, so he went on like this, he said, and his disciples said, he, he sleeps. Oh, but Jesus spoke, it's not unto death. But they thought that he had spoken of him taking a rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad. Oh my God, if you said that, he's dead and I'm glad. <laughs> I knew you weren't a Christian. Oh, that was Jesus though, by the way. And for your sakes, that... I was not there. So he's like, I'm glad I wasn't there because God's going to get more glory. I'm glad that he died already so now I can start to go there because, you know, I was waiting on him to die. What do you mean? Waiting on him to die? <laughs> that was my sign from God to go. Now let's go on the few day journey. Let's make sure he's really stinky by the time. Maybe, sometimes things got to stink so much for God to get the glory. Sometimes someone's got to get so deep into sin and so unsaved and so on their way to hell that God can actually get glory in someone's in, in their life. But we want to stop the suffering because we have compassion. But sometimes that's not always His will. I'm telling you what, I was really stinky by the time. And I believe me, everyone that knew me wanted... It to happen years and years before. But when God knew it, God didn't let me die. And if He did, and He wanted me to have, have a call on Him, and, and, and whatever, He would have rose me from the dead. Because He's God. Sometimes we, in religion, put it on us and make us God. Because if we don't do this, then God don't do that. And believe me, if you don't do what God wants, He'll just find somebody else. Because He's God. You're not going to dictate the world. He's already... He is the king. So, that'll set us free from a lot of bondage, a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know. And, and that's why you're like, oh God. And you're like, well, I gotta go. And sometimes we just go because it's like, it's not even worth. And if you don't go, you know. And it's like, every day, every day. And maybe God will say to someone, I want you in this hospital room every day for 30 days. Then you gotta do it. Because that's His will for you. But don't drag me there. I have other things He has me doing. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and we need to understand that in the will of God. So, then He came and He found that He had lain in the grave four days already. So, oh my gosh, four days. So it must have been a four day. Uh, two days He found, He was sick for two days. So it was, it was four days now. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort her concerning their brother. And Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming went to meet him and met him. And, but Mary sat still in the house. Martha went, because Martha's always on the go, and Mary's always chilling. No, just kidding. <laughs> and Mary stayed in the house. Remember when Martha and Mary, Mary was doing all the work, and they got mad, and then Mary and Mary was just chilling it. And then we said, she's so lazy. And then Jesus said, no, she's doing the right thing. Sometimes just sitting and believing is sometimes the right thing too. So, Martha, as soon as she heard that was coming, and 
Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou... It's always Martha complaining. Lord, Mary was, ch Mary was so much different than Martha. Mary was just waiting on God. She was always waiting on Mary. Always has was thinking, always here. This we have this in the in the in the body of Christ. Mary's always thinking. Well, if Jesus, if you would have come, no, if she should be serving, and she's like she was always in the flesh. Mary seemed to be walking the spirit all the time. I wonder why that was. And and and, and then the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning. Okay, and then Mary sat still in the house, and Martha said unto Jesus, If thou had been here, my brother had not die. Now why if he's in the perfect world? Now why does it matter if he's a miracle worker? Why does it matter you would have stopped the death? No, if not, if it wasn't God's will. Even Jesus himself, if it was that person's will to die and that was it, Jesus couldn't even raise that person from the dead because he did, only did what the Father seen. I'm not saying he didn't have the power, but he was only doing all the time what the Father did. He didn't let people dictate him on who to heal, when to heal, and how to heal them. But that's what, that's what false faith will do. You've got to lay hands on them. Or, or, or we've got to do this, and then we begin to get formulas. That's why Jesus tried to heal everybody a different way. He didn't do any healing the right way. He spoke a healing. He put spit on people and mud on their eyes and told them to dip and told them to do a few things. And... and did this and did that. And sometimes he just said, you're healed already because of your faith. And, and it's like, he made sure that, and you know what, and he also walked by so many people that weren't even healed. Did he have enough faith to heal them? Well, he's Jesus. I would assume he did. Right? He walked by that gate and a lame guy. But it wasn't the time. Now that guy would have known. Who was the time? It was Peter. Or, I think, I don't have what I have to give you. Take a better walk. Well, Jesus walked by that gate. If he was there for 38 years, then you know that Jesus didn't heal him. So he walked right by. And everybody would say, Jesus, stop. Let's go lay hands on him. Now, why would he? Then he'd be, he'd be 99 out of 100. Why would Jesus want to make that part of his... Well, everyone, but you know what? He had a man please for a minute and he stopped off just to... And we do it all the time because we got to get the man pleasing out. But with the minute you get the man pleasing out, then all of a sudden what ends up happening is we end up doing a lot of things that we shouldn't do. But we don't want to interrupt people. And that's the warfare that we have going on a lot of times in our mind. And especially when it comes to people close to us. Because we have soul ties. And it's more important to us than it is to God sometimes. And it's more important to us than someone that doesn't know that person in your family. They can actually hear God clearer than you. Because you have all of your emotions, all of your mind, all of your past, and what you want and everyone else in the family suffering, you stop start to get delirious and, and, and being led by the Spirit. So you get someone out of the blue saying, hey, well, you know, it's not leading me, so why would I waste my time? And then you say, well, she's going to die. You don't want to say that. You just bless. You know what? Because people die. <laughs> We're all going to die. People die early. People do this. People do that. So what God's wanting to raise the end time church up is to walk in the Spirit and walk in faith, but in His faith, not our faith. There's a big difference in walking in His faith. Not saying we don't have 100 faith in Him, but if He's not saying He's going to do it, you can have faith in Him all day. He's not going to do it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's what this whole message is called. The will of question. So, then Martha, sitting Mary in the house still, and He said He wouldn't have died. So her faith was in the... 
Her faith was in the past and not in the present. Because already in her mind, I know Jesus can he- heal her right away. She's just sick. But she didn't have faith in Him for the dead. But she does now. So whatever He did is going to create more faith in everybody. And also, whatever Jesus said, also is going to bring more people in eternity. And maybe sometimes there's got to be some sacrifices along the way in the long run that more people get don't go to hell. And that's just how it's not about our kingdom, it's about His. So, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask, God give it unto thee. Then, all of a sudden, her faith gets rise up. So she goes from one minute of saying, oh, it's not going to happen, but then she's like, you know what, let's try it again. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Boom. Now she has real faith. Because now Jesus spoke to her. And you know what? God speaks to us. The Holy Spirit does not. He speaks to us. Are we not in a relationship with Him? But when we start to believe and have faith in our own things, we'll stop hearing Him and we'll start hearing our, our false faith. So, and Martha said unto Him, I know that she shall rise again in the resurrection. So, she's still not totally believing what He's saying right now. She believes Him, but she still doesn't believe fully. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believes on me, though he were dead, he shall live. So we all say something when I said that thing. When God says to the apostle prophet, it's, uh, truly it's not to raise money, it's to raise the dead. And I got a, so a few people come and say, Oh yeah, God would send a, somebody in the hospital then. Why, where, why aren't the healers in the hospital? And, I, and the unbelievers say this type of stuff because they don't understand. It's, it's by the Spirit. God, it's not by man's will that whoever we heal, whenever we heal. Or, and, that, and, and, and if a gift starts doing that, they, they'll end up saying, we've done this, we heal people, but I never knew you. Because if you're not led by the Spirit, you're led by yourself. And if you got a gift, and honestly, your gift will not work anymore if you, in, in a sense, in that capacity, if you start doing things on your own. And if it does, Satan starts to do it, and all of a sudden you're going to draw people to yourself and to, to them, and they might be healed, and they might go to hell. But if God heals them, there'll be glory produced out of it in His will. And believe me, it says, Though I am the resurrection, and believe me, though he were dead, he shall live. And whatsoever liveth and believe in me shall never die, believeth thou this. She saith unto him, Lord, believe thou, thou art the Christ and the Son of God, which should come into the world. And she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly saying, The Master has come and calleth for thee. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly. Now Mary was, who was Mary waiting on? Jesus. Martha was, had, had the religious spirit. Mary was in the spirit all the time. Mary was waiting on Jesus. Martha wanted to try to produce something in her own thinking, in her own timing. And it was God's will, but it wasn't His will right that minute. She wanted to produce something in her own, in, out of her own. She was sad. Her brother died. Everyone's sad. She wanted it now. She wanted to stop the sorrow. She wanted to stop the grieving. She didn't want Him to die. And, 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 and many loved Him. And, and, and they were so close to Jesus. But God had a plan in the timing of everything as well. Now then, Jesus come into town. He placed where Martha met him. The Jews then, and as soon as he heard that, she rose quickly. And then 
and then which in the house they comforted her, and he saw Mary that rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto Here's a different religion. God, you gotta do it. You're getting in God's face. Mary, every time she sees Jesus, it's just she goes right down in humility to his feet. And again, she goeth down to his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not been dead. Now she saying the same exact thing, but what's the difference between her? She know, she's saying that, but she knows deep down he can do it. She's, she's, and she's not, God, that's my, my, my brother, and remember, uh, what you did for me and did this and I'm a good Christian and I'm always there for you. No, it's at, at His feet, waiting on Him. And, and, and in religion, we start to command the Word of God and sometimes we, when we produce this faith and then when it doesn't happen, we start to get discouraged. And, and, and here, she's there again at the place and that's when Jesus started to flow because God resists the proud and gives... He doesn't like to move when people want him to move. He doesn't like that. He likes to be the one in charge. He likes to be the one in control. He loves to heal people. It's in the Bible. He loves to do miracles. It's in the Bible. But he doesn't like to be dictated by religion and control and people's emotions unless he, it, it moves him with compassion. The, the, the emotions of people is not out of fear. and oh, It's more out of just that sorrow, like, like everyone's sorrowing and God's seeing and He wants to bring that joy. So how many know the more sorrow comes, the more joy comes in the morning? Morning main door for the night. How much do you think joy fell on that city after He's stinking for four days? You know, how many more people probably got saved because of that testimony and saw the miracle? But if it was according to, to our will, don't let them die, Jesus. Sometimes things have to die in our life and God to resurrect them to get, actually get the glory that He would have never gotten in the beginning if it would have never died. And it goes on and on. He said, not to this man. And he opened up his eye. The, the, the man who... And some of them said, could this not... This is the man that opened up the eyes of the blind have caused that even that this man should have died. And Jesus, see, they're still mad at Jesus, everybody, because they wanted it done and they're timing in their way. And you know what? God's going to do it. But in His way, in His timing. Jesus therefore, again groaning in Himself, cometh to the grave, and it was as a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Now here's always the thing. Jesus says something now, do it. Lay hands on their head. Anoint their feet. Blow on them. People, religious people, why does He always blow? Or why does He do this? Or, well, we don't always do the same thing, but we do what we feel the Spirit leading us to do. And we end up getting benefits from it. And, and, and it's not always the same thing. You know? Punch, punch that person in the back. I punched someone in the stomach. Boom! And demons came out of them. To everyone around it, what the heck is that guy doing? Has he lost his mind? Well, but look at the fruit. You prayed and fasted all night, laying hands on them and nothing happened. God said, punch him. Punched it, the demon came out. Now... 
it might not look good in your carnal mind, but look, the, the thing is, we have the, we have the fruit. That's what matters. <coughs> so, and then he said this, Jesus said unto her, I not unto thee, thou, thou wouldest believe that thou should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place. My gosh. You gotta, I mean, imagine Jesus was fully God, fully man. It's like, you know what it's like. He knew it, but do you think ever Jesus died one second? It's like, is this what? It's over. My whole minute. Like, we, we miss it all the time, and God still, and His grace, continues people continue on ministry. Imagine Jesus' ministry. One failure, one man-pleasing day could, could have blown His whole ministry. But, He was only doing what He saw the Father doing. And religion will get mad at us all the time for only doing what we see the Father doing. People say, well, we see Him doing it in the letter, but that's not Him doing it right now. Right. There's a big difference in seeing it written what he can do and what his will is for for and, and the Bible is instruction, reproof, for it gets it keeps us in line with righteousness. But it doesn't reading the Bible doesn't raise the dead. It, it, we see that it can be done and possibly in the Bible, so we believe it, but we can't have false faith that it's gonna be done now until he puts that. And you know, even the gift of faith comes on you, it's a supernatural gift, and some people even have that gift. And God will put that on you in times that He needs it done. There's some, all of a sudden, someone's faith rises in that time because it's a God-given faith, not, not faith that's been resurrected by our, by our own desires. Because then, sometimes it is God and our own desires, and God does it too, and then that increases our faith. But sometimes, it doesn't happen. Is there something wrong with God? Is there something wrong with our faith? Well, if our faith is our faith and not faith in Him or what He said, it's really not faith at all. And I knew that, and he said, and, his eye, and he says, where, where the, and, and then he took away the stone, and, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that thou hast heard me. So, Jesus prayed, he heard him, he told him, he's saying, done for the glory of God, so he's in, re, he's in relationship with the Father the whole time. Not with people's desires, not even that. Because if, if God said, don't even go there, let him die out, and let it go there, and, and Lazarus to but Jesus, Jesus prayed also for it, and he heard God said, I'll do it. If you hear he's going to do it, even, even, I'm not saying you can't move God to do something, but you got to hear him say he's going to do it to have faith in it, because if you ask him to do it, and he never says he's going to do it, then you're going to mess up your, your walk. Because Jesus prayed too, because he wanted it done too, but if God would have said, no, I'm not going to do it, he would have said, Amen. So he was in relationship too. People don't even have a prayer life and they expect to know who to heal and who not to heal. So, Jesus was sitting there, but at the same time, I, I, I believe that God has even shown me this. It's like, okay God, I know you heard. It's like, he was a man. And, and God would never not back up his man when he's walking in the Spirit. Even if Jesus wanted it done in His own, if He's walking straight, never done, God will move mountains. But when we're doing it for other people's knees, it's different. It's just different. So what He said, He cried with a loud, Lazarus, come forth. So He sat down there and prayed. And, and He said, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And He that was dead came forth. That bound hand and foot, grave clothes, his face was bound about with a napkin, and Jesus said unto them, Loose him, and let him go. 
Then many of the Jews came, which came to Mary, and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on Him. See, more people came into the kingdom because of the way God wanted to do it, or the way Jesus did it. You see the difference? If, if, if we would have done it a different way, less people get... God doesn't do it because it's, He's all about eternity. Because look, after this, said many believed on Him because of, they did it the way God did it. If He would have came, rushed there, right when He heard He was sick and didn't wait two days and got there right before He died, some people would have said, oh... He was just getting over his sickness. It was just a coincidence that Jesus showed up then. He was already getting better. All the hearsay. And that's what we do all the time because God's already getting someone better and we come and take, oh, we prayed for him and he got better or whatever. But when Jesus said, you know what, I'm going to prove that I'm the Son of God. I'm going to prove that I have the power because I'm going to do it in my time and I'm not going to be moved by man and I'm going to do what I see my Father doing and I'm going to get the results that's going to bring more people to believe on me and have everlasting life. And that's what He wants us all to move into, that kind of relationship. Then we see God's will. But then we also have our own free will. And that will stop what God really wants. See? Half will. Like, um, the Bible says that He wants us prosperous. Like I said earlier. So it's like, we can start to get all this faith, and then boom, it doesn't happen. Oil money, this money... And believing, and something happens. And then we have faith for something that's in the Bible, but we're not seeing the fruit of it because it's not that we don't hear the God speak to us. When Abraham had faith to do what God wanted, he went on to do it. And the funny thing is, when God also sent the angels to stop him, it was because of his faith and believing that God would raise him from the dead as well. But at the same time, God produced the sacrifice. Many people take that Jehovah Jireh out of context. I don't know if I said this last week or not. And 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 because it's really deep. It's like my provider. And they're like, God, you said you're going to provide it. And they're like, they're not tithing or they're not giving. They're not obeying God. And he expects them just because it's written. And it's like, wait, the reason God showed up for Abraham because he believed him. He followed him and he obeyed him even unto taking the killing his own son and it wasn't God providing prosperous things. He provided the sacrifice. So if God is going to ask you to do something and you do it, even if it's something that's going to sacrifice you, He'll switch out the sacrifice and still provide the sacrifice so you can actually have the blessing. So the blessing isn't really... The, the, it wasn't, the blessing wasn't even the ram in the thicket because who cares who He killed the ram? It was, the blessing was God... God that he wouldn't have to sacrifice out of his own self, like his own, his own son. And that, and, but God said, I'm going to send my son. And he called him the only begotten son. He also called, uh, I, I, uh, Isaac was called the begotten son as well. It's in the Bible. Amen. And God, Jesus was uh, God's only begotten son. And he did go forth through it. And for us, he could have sacrificed all of us. But He chose His Son. So He did. God, for us, instead of killing us, provided Jesus. So Jesus is our Jehovah Jireh, and He's our provider. It's Jesus. God did provide the sacrifice, just like He did Abraham. But it's not what we think all the time, because we get our will, and what we see, and what people try to tell us from a pulpit. 
and we end up running around and looking foolish to people. I'm believing, I'm believing, and it doesn't happen. I'm believing, I'm believing. It's like, if you're believing, then you'd be like, well, then where's your faith? Because if you're believing, then there must be no faith because nothing's happening. Or you're believing something, but it's, it's your faith and not God's faith. Romans 12, 1-3. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the, that good, it's only one will of God. People try to break that up like God's okay with that. No, we know that. It says, what is that good? It's good. It's acceptable, which is the, your reasonable service, will of God. Sacrifice, it's like this, and acceptable, so that means it's the only acceptable will of God. What is acceptable? His will. His good will. His perfect will. And His acceptable will is always one. It's His will. His will is perfect. It's the only thing He will accept. And it's, and, and, and He's good. Amen? Amen? That's the will of God. So, for I say, through the grace given unto me that every man... That is among you, think of himself not more highly. What does that mean? Don't exalt yourself above the Word of God. Don't exalt your emotions above the Word of God. Don't exalt... He says anything that, that, that exalts itself above the Word of God, bring it under the submission of God. Bring it under the submission of the Holy Spirit. Bring it under the submission of the cross. Bring it under the submission of what God's will is, or, or, or you're not going to have the grace for it. But every man among you not think himself more highly than he ought to. So when you're asking for things that God's saying no... You think you're more highly. Why would God answer you and not somebody else? Then we end up becoming a dictator for God. And God isn't even a dictator. Think, but to think soberly, according to God, has dealt to every man the measure of faith. But it has to be His perfect, acceptable will of God for the faith. So we all, if you know His perfect, that's what we should be seeking after every day. What is His perfect, acceptable will? Uh, reasonable will of God and then He'll give you the faith to have it done. Amen. The thing is we run here and there with what we want and then we try to put our faith into it and it doesn't work. And we end up thinking uh, God's not working. It's like, okay, what is, does He sleep? It says He never sleeps nor slumbers. But when we have faith in our will, can God move from His? No. We, I mean, we have to know that. But what happens when we try to make our will God's will and we have faith for it? We end up becoming our own God. When His kingdom comes, His will always comes. He says, pray that. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we got to know what's going on in heaven for it to be done in earth. So when we know what's going on in heaven, we have faith on the earth as we stand here, and His will will be done. And everyone's praying, God's your kingdom come, and they're all just trying to invade the government and all this. That's not the kingdom He's talking about. It's talking about His will being produced through your faith, your belief, and Him using you for His glory in your life. That's what it is when His kingdom comes. Jesus brought the kingdom and Lazarus came forth from the dead. But Jesus, a lot of people died in that three and a half years that Jesus was walking in His ministry. But there wasn't, every one of them didn't get rose from the dead. Why not? Because it wasn't the will of God. 
What did Jesus, and how many people probably wanted their loved ones to be raised from the dead? Many. And we don't even know how many people went and asked Jesus to go do something. He said, be blessed. Go your way in peace. What Jesus said is, is what we want to say is, to God is, but we have an easier way. This is a better way. That's what ends up happening. But this, if we do this, and if you just save them now, they can go here, they can start helping in the church, they can, and then this person, and she, the marriage will get back together, and, and you know that the kids will, will, will be able to go to college. You know, all these things that are good, but they're not the perfect, good, and acceptable will of God, doesn't mean good things are all His things. So what could happen is we start living in the, in the world that we start to live like believing according to our will and not His. Last, last scripture and we're going to close. Romans 8, 26-39 Likewise, the Spirit also God said, just finish off with this. What is that? The only person that really knows the perfect will of God is the Holy Spirit. And when we pray in tongues, we can get the interpretation back from God in our own spirit and belief. Yes. So watch. So he says, Help with our infirmities for what we know, what we should pray for as we are. So when we don't know what to pray, when we don't know the answer, when we don't know God's perfect will in a situation, just pray in tongues. And if, then if He says something back to you, then you know it. So he says, And then He helps our infirmities. So it says we'll have infirmities. For we know not, what we should pray as we ought to, but it's because then what we'll pray. What will we pray? Oh God, every night pray. Save my, son, save my father. Save my son. Save, save someone. The only salvation prayer that's going to work is when you cry out, when you're not saved, God save me because then it's your time. And he said, when you call out on Him, when a true heart of repentance, He'll save you. But you can't cry out for somebody else. But people do it all the time. I'm not saying... We don't cry out for God day and night and knock on the door and do the thing. There's scripture in Luke 19, but there's also a lot in that. I'm not going to go there. That's not exactly that. It's called about relationships, not crying. You don't cry out for something all the time that's not God's will. You're crying out to Him because you love Him. You're crying out to Him because you, you, you want to see His kingdom come. You're, you're crying out to Him because you're going through something and, and, and you're in relationship with Him. But if you cry out for something that's not according to His will, you'll be crying all the time. And I don't care if you take that scripture and say uh, uh, the good thing and you keep asking for, for bread and everything in the middle of the night. Well, that also goes with, with scripture. God says, that, you know, if you love your neighbor and all that and, you, and God and you, and you keep, you know, doing something, the, the guy will finally get up and give it to you. God doesn't work like He's talking about the evilness of this world. So, he's not telling us to keep annoying him unless he's putting on us our heart to do it. You know, pray for this, pray for that, but pray for his will and pray, pray this. Pray, God, help me to just pray what I need to pray, not vain repetitious prayers of my own desires or what I want, because I know if I do what you want, everything that I want will eventually come to pass if it's according to your will and it's in the Word of God. So why do I have to pray for things that are already going to happen? What I need to pray for you is that I'm doing what you need me to do right now, so whatever the future holds, I walk into it in the Spirit and nothing stops it. So if I try to dictate everything now and pull it out of context, out of the Bible, to, to bring it into to me, it's all about me again. And that's what the gospel, there's nothing about the cross that's all about you. And then he said this, um, Paul about in Romans, And I pray as you ought to, the Spirit maketh intercession with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he, then it says, he searches the hearts, 
knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. To know what is the mind of the Spirit. Because, so he's, he's, he's finding out what is, what, does, what is the mind of the Spirit. What does the Spirit want to do? What is the Spirit thinking? What, what is the Spirit? Not what the flesh wants. The flesh doesn't want, the flesh wants your neighbor's dog to die. Not your dog. You know, you know, we'll, we'll pray all, all, all night for our dog, but you know what, who prays for dogs unless it's your dog, right? To the doggy people. And, you know, you know, but, you know, when it's, when it's a neighbor, you're not going to sit up all night unless God told you to pray for something. But when it's yours, it, 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 it starts to be, that's why the cross comes in. When nothing's really yours anymore, it's all His. So when you be led to the Spirit, then you trust Him. You say, I don't have to pray all night if God's going to do it. Why am I going to do that if He said He's already going to do it? What I need to do is just keep believing that He said He's going to do it, and He's going to do it. Yep. Searches the heart and know it. what is in the mind of the Spirit, because He makes intercession for the saints according to what? The will of the flesh? Their own will? The devil? Their own desires? No, it says, maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So I'm interceding for the, according to the will of God. So sometimes I might pray in the Spirit. Then all of a sudden I'm interceding. And then all of a sudden I might feel and I might command that person because the Spirit is telling me God wants to heal them right now. So then I say, I command healing on them. And you might not even go there because you're praying intercession. And you might, be, someone, you might have a report a week ago and all of a sudden God brings it to your Spirit. And then you release the Word and He releases a healing. And God either gets glory or He doesn't. But He'll get only glory from this. Because I'm saying, you might even heal people from your prayer and release the, the word because Jesus even healed the, 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 guard, the Romans guards by the, by the word of his mouth and now he has, says we have the same at the same hour. So if you know what, exactly what the Spirit wants to do right then, there might be right then somebody that doesn't have a healing gift, somebody that actually uh, is believing and there's a whole room going on and they might even be praying and you just come along in the spirit with what they're doing and you have that last oomph of, of anointing that, that, that goes there and meets when any, when you, when any two touch any, anything and agree it shall be done according to what? The will of God. Right. When any two believe and agree on anything they can move a mountain but not if it's not, if it's not God's will. And that's what religion doesn't get. And that's why they're always trying, it's always hit or miss. And a lot of times something happens, but it doesn't happen every time because it's not the, the, the will of God. And he knows that the things were, all things work together for good, that then that love God and are called according to his purpose. Who he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to, to be conformed into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. What means that? We, we need to do what we see him doing now. According to the will of God. So you can say, Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Now you need to say, well, I'm only going to do what I see the Holy Spirit doing. And the Holy Spirit's not doing it. And that's why we need to stop man, please. I was like, you know what? You just... And it's funny. And it's not even fun. But when the Holy Spirit's saying, do you think? It's almost like you enter into this intercession with Him and you just feel faith and you know... And, 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 and sometimes you might not feel anything, but you're obeying Him and He does it. Right. It's not even about feeling. But sometimes when you know the Spirit, you have that unction to pray. And if you don't have the unction, you're, and we do it all the time. We're always man-pleasing somebody because it's the Christian thing to do. 
Right, but you're not going to come. It's you, you know your your good friends. Mom, it's like you got to go. You got to go to the house. You got to go, and you know, oh man, I'm wasting my time. I've done it a lot of times because I'm, I'm I've done it too. Because if you don't go, what are they going to think? Oh, he's got no time for that, isn't he? A pastor? Or, see, and that's what we end up doing. And then we go there, son. But we made some people. He's such a great guy. He shows up at the hospital, and, and that's what is happening. But more of you know, and and it's like. People got to grow up because they should be like, no, he's not being led to go. Must be a reason. You know, they got mad at Jesus sometimes too, but you know what? He didn't care. And that's why God wants us to die to the man pleasing. And he says, so we did free to the image of the Son of God of the firstborn. Moreover, he did predestinate who he called and whom he called, he also justified. Justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. This is what we need to believe. And he not only with him also freely gave us all things, who shall lay anything to, to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Who is that condemneth? It is Christ that died, but rather that is risen again. And is on the right hand of God. And makes intercession for us. This is the kicker. This is why I have this one here too. Watch this. This is where I, this is where I want. You got to believe this. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. It doesn't say you won't be in tribulation. It says, shall tribulation, shall distress, or persecution, or famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. For it is written... For thy sake we are killed all day long, we are counted sheep for the slaughter. Know in all things that we are more than conquerors. So we got to know we're conquerors, whether we're, we're, we're in tribulation, sickness, or something didn't ha something happened and just wasn't part of our plan. We didn't see that happening. Bad news comes, but we got to know that God loves us. No matter what condition we are, no matter where we're at, and that's what we hold on to, that we know that. He says, that be unshakable with. And let him figure out all the other stuff. Because whatever he's doing or he allows us something to happen to us, believe me, if you're his, either if you die, live, raise from the dead, he's going to get glory out of it. And that's what he has in us to, for him to get glory out of our life. And he says, count as sheep for the slaughter. Know all these things. We are more than conquerors for him that loved us. For I am persuaded neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. For nor height, nor death, or anything, any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Unless the Spirit draws them, no man can come unto me. And so unless the Spirit draws them, and then the Spirit draws me to heal somebody, nothing's going to happen either. But religion doesn't get it. They're formulated. They're doing this and once in a while. And even they want to baptize people in tongues by saying, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do. And you're like, yabba dabba do. And then the people start saying this language in their own flesh. And like, you got it now. Go home. It's like, wow, when the Spirit comes on, you don't have to yabba dabba do. He'll take over you. Amen. And I'm just telling you, man, we have to stop. We have to stop getting in the way of God and thinking we have to help Him. and Because the, and and the, the only re way we can really help Him is to do everything according to His will and not our will. So Father, I pray that we be delivered from these religious formulas and all the different things and even our own desires, God. Even if we see it in Your Word, God, we have to know that it's going to happen. And as long as we do everything according to Your 
will, in your timing, that everything, every benefit, the Bible says that you load us daily with benefits. But not on our scale, not on our timing, not on our watch. It's up to you when you want to do it. Let it that's why he said everything is in the cross. Everything is in his blood. Everything is in Christ. So Father, let us not be like Thomas that has to touch and even touch it. Can't even go by what he sees in the Word. He has to actually touch it to believe it. Let us believe in faith knowing that you do not waver and everything that you promised and said shall come to pass. And help us to get out of your way. And Father, help us not to have false faith or faith in our own desires where, where even if it's your thing, but you know that His ways are way higher than our ways. You're like, oh, if this, if this person would just get that job in City Hall, this, this, heaven. And you're like, so you're praying that because it's in your mind, it's like, this will make things better. And it doesn't happen because God has the best way. And He didn't tell us to make our prayers dictate our own way. He actually came against it when He says, Do not pray vain, repetitious prayers. What, what is vanity? Uh, for yourself. For what you want. Even if it's a good thing. Even if it's eternal salvation for people you love. You can't pray that way. You have to pray according to His will. And when we pray according to His will, it will be done. Just as it is in heaven, right with you. So Father, I thank You for it. And we bless Your holy name, God. We ask You to go with us on this trip, God. Do Let us walk in the Spirit. Let us see miracles, God. Let us see salvations, God. Let us not, 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 not move in, in, in need, but move in You, Father God, where we live and have our being. And no matter what we face, even what's coming, because we know in these last days, things that are going to bad happen in the church. Does that mean God doesn't have faith anymore? Does that mean when, when they start persecuting us and stealing our stuff and, and, and bringing laws and not letting us carry Bibles, that, that now God doesn't love us? No. It means we need to know what to do at that time. So we need to be in communion with Him and walking in the Spirit. And we'll see the most miracles that we've ever seen. Father, help us to endure till the end. Not to walk in our own faith, but, but walk in Your will. That we can actually have real faith and see that to be done. In Jesus' name, Amen.